now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose, hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 371 of the Department of Defense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining as always is Carlos. Yeah, I'm here. And Matt. Oh, hey. Your name works really well with like a horn. It does. I just noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, before I get too deep here, I want to give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Tyler Romanski, Hoppin' Barrel Brewing, Brian Jones, Devin Stinson, Phil Feldman. <gasps> And Dakota West. Nice. I can almost do it on a breath, but I'm out yeah, of practice. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, if you'd like to become a patron, head over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Carlos, you were telling me something about our Black Belt patrons um, over text the other day, and I cannot remember what yeah, it was. Yeah, no, uh, so they actually all got together and did a vacation together. They went on a three-hour tour. Oh, they yeah. They didn't invite you either. Yeah, no, but, the, the, <laughs> but then like uh, the storm started raging, and they ended up stranded on an island. Uh, but you know what was surprising, though? They're on that island for like 15 minutes before they got their shit together and got off the island. It was pretty Oh, impressive. wow. So, like, they didn't have to build any coconut radios or anything like that? No, no. Like, they were on that island for 15 minutes and got, they got right. They had like. So, they, got what, raft, like, they must not have island. had a completely incompetent uh, first mate? Yeah, no. Like, they were very competent with this. Like, it's too bad, though, because, like, if they were incompetent about it, maybe somebody could have made a TV show about the right. exploits of them being on that island. But right. no such luck. Well, if you'd like to go on tropical vacations with like minded fellows, head on over to patreon.com slash blind new studios and become a patron today. If you get stranded, you'll get off. Ba boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> that's not what I meant, but it, it works. <laughs> All right. Uh, we also have a store over at teespring.com slash store slash Blinder Studios. Or go, go ahead and click on the stores link at blinderstudios.com. We have some merch there. Go check that out. Oh, man. So we got a lot to talk about at the top of the show here because I haven't seen either of you guys for two weeks. Yeah. So uh, we'll start with Matt. Matt, what? what? Or, no, actually, we'll start with Carlos. Sorry. <laughs> I re- I'm trying to remember how this goes. I it doesn't matter. Uh, Carlos, we'll start with you. Uh, let's see. So Two weeks alone in the house. Hawkeye, I started that drop, so I watched some of that. Very uh, good. Th- I really enjoyed it. I want all the episodes to be dropped so I could watch it, because it follows like uh, the Hawkeye comic run that I actually did read and really, really enjoyed. So that was a blast. I recommend that anybody check that out. Uh, I st- finally, I got around to watch, started, I started watching Hitmonkey on Hulu. That's the that's the Marvel one about a monkey assassin. Yeah, it's animated monkey assassin. It's pretty fucking funny so far. It's very very weird, but like it's just fun, and uh, I've been enjoying that. And then uh, Cowboy Bebop uh, started watching that, and I've, I'm about like uh, three episodes in or four yeah, episodes in. Three episodes in, I think. Yeah, I think I'm one episode in a day. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I've been enjoying that. It's got some nice jazz go- into it because so like fucking it's good. Cowboy it's Bebop. like the stylized up. It's so it's so much fun. Yeah. yeah. And uh, uh, besides that, uh, just been working a lot until like Thanksgiving came around, and then I just didn't. I had like, I have this is my part of my four day weekend, and what I, I'm sad to go back because it's been pretty great. Uh, what was your Thanksgiving feast this year? Oh yeah, I made a uh, chicken curry. All right, that Did sounds the family delicious. love it. <laughs> Did they oh like yeah, they liked it. Oh yeah, cool, awesome, awesome. Uh, how was your uh, How was your week with Lando? He's a little shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I like. Well, 
Zolando, and in case anybody doesn't know, like is Casey's dog, and I watched him for a week while he was while Casey was out of town. And uh, so what Lando likes to do is he wants to be fed at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> he doesn't get, he never has been fed at 5.30 in the morning. <laughs> I'm and me also, I think that's just normal because Casey likes to get up at the ass crack of dawn. So, so I'm trying to sleep and I hear the clicking of his nails on my, on my floor. It's like, all right, I'm awake. And I like, Lando, I'm not going to get out of bed. <laughs> So, do you go on a walk with them at that time and no. then feed them? No. No. So, like, the normal schedule is about 5.30 is when he decides he wants to get up, so he just crawls in bed with me. Oh, okay. And then, like, falls asleep next to me until I decide, well, until about, um, he gets fed about 6.30 or 7 okay. each morning. Um, and so, like, he just he just sleeps in my bed for about an hour every morning. <laughs> no, like, I would, uh, at five, I might get up and see if, like, uh, and open the, uh, the door out leading outside if i had close to the previous night i didn't always because sometimes he very rarely he would be behaved and like he wouldn't go out and bark at like 10 o'clock at night in which case all right i'll just let it stay yeah. open yeah i'd be worried about raccoons coming inside oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i figure Lando, something i figure Lando would take care of that <laughs> he'd probably befriend the raccoon and then in the morning he'd be like oh yeah if we just go at 5 30 we can both get some food and then all the cupboards are open the cupboards <laughs> Fridge no. is open, <laughs> but like uh, I did not feed Lando at five thirty. I, oh, okay. I only fed him at six thirty because like I, I'm not happy about being woken up five thirty. Well, he so what did he wait. do? I don't know. I I tried to go back to sleep. <laughs> I tried to go back to sleep until like it eventually bugs me. I check my phone. I was like, all right, it's six thirty now. Okay. Hmm. Anything else? Uh, no. All right. Uh oh, we saw Shang Chi. Or not Shang-Chi, uh, uh, The Eternals. Yeah, before we, yeah, saw The Eternals. Before we left. Or before I left. Yeah, that was, uh, you didn't enjoy, I, it, I, no, I, I thought it was fine. Like, it wasn't, it was fun. There was parts that I think they could have, like, done better with, but, like, it's. They, they could have fixed some pacing. Like, there, like, there's the, the one Eternal, like, you don't see again until, like, uh, you have, like, uh, maybe, like, 20% of the movie left. Yeah. The, the speedster. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's stuff they could have done better, but yeah, uh, there I, was. I, but it was still it was overall fun. Yeah, uh, I'm really excited for like because at the end there was a little blade teaser, and so I'm excited for the new blade. There's a new blade. Yeah. Why? Uh, I don't know. They're rolling it into because they're like they're they're doing it with like the Black Knight and stuff like that. Who's playing Blade now? Uh, Marshal Ali or something oh, like that. Oh, Mahershal Ali. Yeah, that wouldn't be that bad, I guess. Yeah. But still, the Wesley Snipes is just so cool. No, it's yeah, but it also like it's been a long time. It's been twenty and, years. Yeah, so <laughs> I know. I like I. I'm like those movies are great, and like the Ryan yeah. Reynolds character in there is a lot of fun. Like. Well, that, that, that was the Blade Trinity was not so good. No, yeah, yeah. but like Ryan Reynolds' though. character was like a. It's like, hey, this is what Deadpool should be like. So is it going to be a movie or a series? A movie. Okay. Um, yeah, so we did that. And uh, did you get a chance to see Ghostbusters yet? I did not see. It. I Thinking about it. maybe going tomorrow. I saw it. Yeah, was <laughs> that's, it good? That's one of the few reviews I wrote on IMDb, so they can leave it at that. Oh wow, <laughs> wow! Matt was not happy with it. It was good. It's just a little too on the nose. Okay, I don't know. I'm excited to see. It. I'm. It might be one of those I just might go to town to yeah. spend the yeah. three bucks to see it. I wish I would have done that instead of going <laughs> all the way to Alamo. Yep. Yep. But hey, now I, you might love it because I just let your hopes down, <laughs> right? Yeah, that might be great. That might be great. Um, yeah, it's, I've heard. Yeah, I, we'll we'll talk about that after we see it. There you go. 
Um, anything else? I can't nope. remember. All right, Matt. Well, I saw Ghostbusters. Things. I saw uh, Ghostbusters. Uh, I saw the, that was a few weeks ago. I don't know. Did, was I on the show for? I saw Antlers, and I also saw the French Dispatch. No, I don't. Well. I don't think. You, well, yeah, I can't remember for you on three seven or not. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I, I went to it with Evan because he works there now, so he gets uh, some free tickets every now and then. So that's kind of cool. But uh, Antlers was pretty sweet. Pretty cool horror movie, and then French Dispatch was your Wes Anderson. You were yep. you were not on 370 because that was our uh, ninth year anniversary show. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So then the you were out uh, hunting. I hunting. Think. Yep. Oh, that's right. Good thing you reminded me. I was in South Dakota hunting at one time. Wasn't <laughs> did I? you get any antlers? No, because uh, did you bake a bunch of birds this pheasants? year? Uh, no, there wasn't that many birds at all this year. We got 43 out of our 90 uh, limit. I suppose it was kind of a dry year, wasn't it? That, overall, and like even deer hunting, hearing people at the bar, not that many people have gotten anything either or seen anything. Rough year. So, but great it, year for cars, though. Yeah, great year for cars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that South Dakota is always fun, though, hanging out with all those guys. And it, yeah, it was beautiful weather, 60s every single day. Oh, that sounds gorgeous. Except pretty warm to hunt in and walk and fields and stuff. Uh, I suppose, good. like, because I'm guessing all your orange stuff is warm pretty much but it was nice being in a vest and a t-shirt most of the time but then the dogs they're like pooped by two in the afternoon and you started at 10 so yeah but it was fun though it's a good time otherwise yeah we recorded an episode of Soundwave, so that should be up later today gotta yep. put that up um survive thanksgiving chaos at the bar yeah. made a uh, lot of money but uh it was a lot of work <laughs> it was it more than usual or i did overall just three days in a row of absolute shitness oh okay yeah, Wednesday, you know, day before Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving night, and then Chili Crawl Friday, yesterday, two days ago, whatever that oh, okay. was. Okay. So, for those of you who don't, well, oh, no, the, that's the Chili, the chili this Crawl. This is the is one all around town, all the around River Dazzle Parade yeah. or whatever. So, you just got a bunch of shit bags. Not the one where you starve your bar nope, patrons nope. until 4 p.m. No, nope, this is the, 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 just a bunch of families and everything all coming in for free chili at every single bar, basically. That and sounds terrible. <laughs> You get half the people drinking, half the people not, but you're running your ass off the whole time. So, yeah. all right. That's about it. Otherwise, I went to my uncle's for like an hour, had some food, and went back to bed, and then went to work again. So, holidays sounds don't like, exist as bartenders, right? <laughs> sound. I mean, that sounds rough. No, yeah, at least you gotta. You know, went to bed early bit. last night, slept, had a nice long sleep. That it sounds was incredible. Yeah, it was pretty good. I, that, I, w- I was honestly very surprised when I heard back from you at 8 this morning. <laughs> For uh, a Sunday? Yeah. yeah, I like I texted Matt, and I, I was like, hey, like you, know, you wanted to do like an early like DOO today, and he responded immediately. Yep. And I was like, oh, it's 8.30. That was my time where I was just laid in bed like looking at my phone. Like, That's perfect. <laughs> no, today was the day I got to sleep in because I didn't have Lando try to wake me <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, though, like uh, I would just go back to sleep after Lando yeah. if, during my, uh, when I didn't have work. Yeah. Oh, and he probably did too. Probably. Well, no, because I would hear him bark every time I was outside, but I was like, that's somebody else's problem. Oh, I also finished <laughs> uh, The Foundation. It was really good on Apple TV. Um, uh, have you started Wheel of Time yet? I have not. I've heard mixed on that one, that's for sure. But Okay. And then uh, Invasion's almost done as well on Apple TV, and that's really fucking good too. It's a slow burn kind of world taken over by aliens. It's and they're trying to figure out how to communicate with them and stuff. I'm it's waiting cool. for like that that cold week where it's like minus twenty, and I think I might finally do my Apple TV trial. Then oh god, just there's like so much cool shit stuff. on there. Uh, it the interface sucks, but the the series are freaking awesome. But yeah, I mean it it's nice because you get done work at the late night, so you binge two episodes, or else I have my day off yeah. and then like oh, I'll binge the whole thing here. But yeah, oh yeah. All right, anything else? 
Probably, but I don't know. All right, I will start mine. Uh, so first, I'm gonna start uh, with a. So you know how you Kickstarter, or you, you kickstart something, and then like it shows up like two years later. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some things that I've kickstarted <laughs> that I've never gotten. Yeah, I'm pretty sure too. Yeah. Um. So uh, the game, the board game, Unsettled, finally came. Uh, it's sitting over there. It's this big, big box. Holy fuck, that's huge. Yes. Um, I thought it was like a computer part or something. Nope, nope. That is that is a board game. It is nowhere near as complicated as it looks, and it's actually very, <laughs> very cool. So um, it comes with four different planets, and each planet has uh, six scenarios. Or huh. three, 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 three or six scenarios. I can't remember which one. Um, and the, the premise of the game is you and the other... Um, Two to four people, or uh, the, uh, the the two to four players are all crew members on a vessel that has crash landed on this unsettled planet, and you have to survive. And gameplay um, takes fifteen minutes per player. Okay. So it's relatively short and fast. Um, I played a solo game. We just like I set up a two-player game and just played it solo, and it only took me about forty-five minutes oh, that's doing cool it that myself. They have that too. Well, they didn't. I Carlos just didn't want to play with me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I was really curious. And yeah, it's it's super cool, super easy to play, um, and just a lot of fun. And there's like a lot of like little sciency things. And it's it's a like us versus the game type of thing. So like it's a lot like uh, it's like a more complicated or a slightly more complicated version of uh, like Pandemic or something like okay. that. So yeah, highly recommend Unsettled. Uh, if you can find it, it's it's a blast. So I'm assuming since you're crashing on a world, like there's multiple different worlds that you can land yeah, on. Yeah, so it, it comes with uh, four different planets mm -hmm. ranging in difficulty. Oh, okay. Um, and each planet has its own unique thing. So like the, the first planet, um, I'll do a little spoiler, is uh, like it's covered in like gaseous swampland. Mm -hmm. And so um, like there's, there's a lot of like toxic spores and... Um, stuff like that that you have to deal with. Mm -hmm. And so each planet has its own unique thing. And, like, the Kickstarter came with all this, like, really cool concept art and stuff for each planet. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so that, like, awesome. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, it's fantastic. Um, I also finished the second uh, the second Echoes, uh, one that's uh, in available in English right now, uh, which is where you scan it with the phone. Oh, yep, yep. Um, and the cocktail, I, I liked that. I liked the speakeasy one a little bit more than the than the horror one because that's just more like the genre I like. But the horror one was nice and creepy. Um, but uh, it's all right. So that's that's board game stuff out of the way. Just push that to the side. <laughs> um, I have one other game that I'll talk about, but uh, we're gonna. I don't know. I want I want Carlos to play it first before we talk about that. That's the scratch off oh, card yeah. game. Um, and then I went to. I I've been I've been gone for sixteen days. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, I left. I left the eleventh. Oh yeah, because you're in Orlando. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I went to Orlando for our company uh, holiday party slash uh, uh, development conference. No, I didn't think so. Um, and that so we got to Orlando. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We went on a swamp tour in uh, Kissimmee Lake. Like with or the big swamp. fan boats or whatever. Yeah, big oh, cool. fan boats. Saw a ton of alligators Nobody and got killed. birds. And there's this bird called a snake bird where it submerges everything but its neck and head under the water. Water and it looks like a snake going. Terrifying bird. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, saw saw like a lot of cool wildlife. So that was a blast. 
Um, went to uh, then we did like an escape room, which was it was like a tongue in cheek uh, pirate uh, like pirate ship theme called um, uh, it was Captain Spoopy Bones and the quest for some other pirate's treasure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's pretty cool. Uh, and we had a group of 11, and we were all able to go and do it and do it, and we started, oh, like, cool. in separate, like, brig cells, and, yep, yep. um, so that was, that was awesome. Ate a lot of good food, went out to Disney Springs one night, Orlando City Walk, just, you know, great time. Oh, yeah. Um, and then from there, uh, the following Thursday, I flew out to Puerto Rico, um, for How much a... did you save by flying from, po- from Orlando to Puerto Rico? Oh, man. Uh, so the flight from Puerto Rico to or from Orlando to Puerto Rico is only like 150 bucks. I was going to say, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so I, I, but the problem was I flew three one-way flights. Yeah, true, true. Like, so I flew down to... Yeah, because you can't do a round trip. To yeah, the... and on three, <laughs> on three different airlines, Delta, JetBlue, and Sun Country. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I went down to uh, Puerto Rico, uh, stayed in Fajardo. Um, unfortunately, uh, for some dives, I had dives uh, planned for i had two dives friday two dives saturday um uh, in fajardo unfortunately my friday dives were canceled uh, because they were doing like a uh, reef restoration project oh okay um so i took a pontoon boat out to a or not a pontoon a uh catamaran uh out to an island uh it's like 110 bucks and it was for it was it was like eight to three and it was all you could drink booze and Wow. Uh, we did some snorkeling and stuff like that. That was incredible. It was a lot of fun. Um, the next day, um, went out uh, to some of the reefs near Fajardo um, and did some diving. Saw, uh, like, so the first dive we went down, just, like, saw some coral and stuff and, like, a bunch of, um, like, uh, spiny lobsters and stuff like that. It was, it was cool. A lot of fish. It was, it was fun. It was my first boat dive, first saltwater dive, so there was a lot. Uh, the second dive, though, um, we spent the first 20 minutes of the dive uh, swimming around a sea turtle, which was dope. Like, <laughs> just swimming with a sea turtle, man. It was so cool. Um, and did that. Then I went and picked up my uh, my folks. We went to the uh, kioscos in uh, Luquillo, which is they have uh, – it's this beach on the north side. I think you and Pete may have gone there at one point. Where they have all these, uh, it's like a beach, and they have all these like kiosks. Oh, uh, and then it like, has the the penis thing or whatever that his dad calls it. It's like a big. Yeah. yeah yep, yep. 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 That's where we were trying to go that last day we were there. Yeah. Yep. yep. Um. Yeah. So we we went there. Uh. Had a bunch of food and drinks. Yeah, that and place is cool. Yeah. It was there. It was a really good like introduction to Puerto Rico for my aunt and her kids, and then, uh, my mom. So. We did that, and then we went out to Vieques, which is an island just off the coast of Puerto Rico. Um, and we just hung out on beaches. It was worth it. Oh, it was. It was we were a blast. debating on that when we were planning our trip. Yep. Um, yeah. It's so. It's a very small island. Uh, if I did it again, um, we we rented a jeep. I would rent golf carts. Oh yeah, yeah. And do that, and just you could you could uh, spend the entire time beach hopping. The the uh, the absolute cool. So we did some scuba dives there, um, where we saw some more turtles. I saw an octopus. Um, a bunch of fish and lobsters again, uh, and some crabs and stuff. But and that was that was really cool. The visibility wasn't great, but that night we went with uh, Blackbeard Sports, who we also did the dry, the dives with, out to um, 
the brightest uh, bio bioluminescent bay in the world uh, is is on is on Vieques. Okay, it's called Mosquito Bay, and it was it was a perfect night for it. The guides were saying they had never seen it that bright, um, and it was one of the coolest things. So they have these uh, there are these clear bottom uh, kayaks that we're in. And so you're 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 paddling along, and it looks like you're like going through light uh, hyperspace mm -hmm. because there's all these just like just uh, like green flashes like going, and every time you put your paddle in the water, it's just green. Um, and it was so bright that if you took your hand, put it in the water, and just kind of held it up, like your hand would just glow. That's cool. Um, and you could like you could have like four like. We were we were uh, we were taking it and we were just like flinging it out the, at each other and just like exploding with light. Was that around when the eclipse happened? Uh, this was last. This no, it, it it was it was a few days after that. Okay. It was because we went on Monday night. Last Monday, Thursday. Yeah, yeah. So it was a few days after that. Okay. I completely forgot that like glass bomb boats were our thing because <laughs> like, that's, that's one of those things like I knew as a kid and then just like it just never ever came up again. Like uh, I, I probably Discovery Channel or something I saw as a kid yeah. had like glass bomb boats where you can see underneath the boat and it's like I completely I'm forgot that roasting in the sun. I thought maybe yeah, yeah something with the because yeah that was the first time I ever heard owls hooting next to my apartment and stuff like oh that was super that's super there. cool yeah so it was just a weird night with yeah. all that stuff so I yeah know. I so where I was you couldn't see it so it was uh, um, you didn't miss that much it wasn't that cool looking right. but it was still cool um, but yeah so that was that was definitely like a highlight it was it was one of those uh, once in a lifetime things well probably not like I want. So I want to go back and do a bunch of mushrooms before I go on the, because <laughs> I think that would be dope as hell. But uh, even like it was, it was super trippy. It was awesome. Like you, yeah. It was. If if you ever get a chance to do a bio bay, um, do that. If you ever get a chance to do go to Vieques and do their bio bay, it's incredible. They don't allow any swimming or anything, and so you can only go out on these kayaks, no motorized vehicles, and it's just, it's just gorgeous. And um, the sunrise or the moonrise is so late in Puerto Rico. Oh, okay. Like, so the moon didn't rise until like 1030. So or 1030, yeah, 11. Dark enough to see. So, see yeah. That. And, you know, like the sun goes down at, you know, 630 there every day. So it was, yeah, it was pitch black. It was incredible. Um, and then from Vieques, uh, we went to, we took a. Like just a, it was a cannonball run to Rincon, basically. Mm -hmm. um, we got off the island, uh, hit the pork highway, um, and just uh, I could smell your pictures. Oh, the lechon, <laughs> the lechon's so good. Um, and then did uh, the uh, so that the Wednesday before Thanksgiving, we did uh, probably the best dives I've ever done, and definitely the best dives of the trip. We I finally made it after three years of trying <laughs> to get out to Desecchio. Um, and it was amazing conditions. The ocean was like a lake. It was like glass. Mm -hmm. Visibility was incredible. And so we get down, um, and we're, we're at this dive spot they call Candyland because of all the colors and stuff. Um, and the captain mentions, hey, so we feed, we like, we haven't been out here in about three months because we took, we took a break. Um, but 
when usually when we're out here there's these nurse sharks and <laughs> we like we, we feed them lionfish and stuff and so like if you see them don't worry about it it's not a big deal but they'll probably follow us around how big are uh nurse sharks uh these were i don't know six seven foot long oh, like, wow. they were big sharks what yes. do they uh, go for i'm trying to remember because I, I i think i remember them being like not violent sharks. no no yeah no they're very docile yeah. like they eat fish and stuff yeah. but yeah no um so we get down there and there's these six foot sharks down there or this six foot shark down there like just waiting and like so i'm i'm the, the first person to descend on this dive and i'm i'm like going down follow like following the anchor line and just like and i, I see this shark and um we're with uh, my cousin jacob and my dad and jacob is like he's very nervous about like this is his first boat dive he's like and i think he only is like eighth or ninth dive overall so he's just very like nervous and so like i'm like hey shark uh, <laughs> like just trying to like let him let it, so he's not surprised by it um and so he 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 sees the shark and we're just like staring at the shark as we go on and like we get down and like it just kind of swims over just very curious and it so cool it followed us the entire uh 50 minute dive cool. like it was like a puppy just kind of like swimming around and um and then the second dive there was a different shark over there and that one was way more playful and very funny. So um, on the second dive, we're going um, through, like, these not quite caves, but they're, like, swim-throughs. So they're, like, maybe, you know, 20 feet long, and you go through, and, um, like, you can see the other side, but, like, inside there's all this coral, and you, fl- you put your flashlight up there, and it all lights up. Oh, cool. Um, and so we're going through this one, and my dad is probably, like, the fourth person in line, and... Um, so I go through like, and then uh, right about as, ha- as he's about to hit the exit, the shark just kind of like pops around. like, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> scares the shit out of him. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that was, it was incredible. Just like swimming with the sharks like that. I, yeah, the, the dives were awesome. And then the next morning we went snorkeling <laughs> and there were two sharks. Uh, so we went snorkeling, uh, just if you, uh, just off of, um, uh, steps Beach, just kind of south to south of Steps. There, if you've ever been to Rincon or ever get the chance, it's amazing snorkeling. Do it um, if the weather's calm. Um, but there were two nurse sharks, just like sleeping, sleeping at the bottom, like like one kind of like on top of each other. And we're like, oh, it's so cool. My aunt like freaks out and she like gets up on her paddleboard or on uh, on um, Jacob's paddleboard and she's like, so she finally gets back in the water, right? And so, like, I sneak up on her and I yank her fin. <laughs> I thought she was going to clear the water completely. It was <laughs> nice. Um, but we saw lionfish. We saw, and then we also saw a sea turtle while we were snorkeling there too. So it was just, it was a great, like, great trip for seeing a lot of awesome stuff. Drank a lot of rum. Uh, so our Thanksgiving day was drinking rum in the ocean. <laughs> just like we did <laughs> yeah uh so what we did is we made up a, a, a pitcher uh like uh of daiquiris where we just we took an entire bottle of rum and like uh some lime and some sugar yep. right and we just uh we buried it in the sand on the beach and so we just go back up and top up <laughs> and we were <sighs> um and then yeah we went and found some sandwiches that night because everything was kind of closed yep. and yeah well, it was a great trip if you've never been to Puerto Rico, go. It's cool going with your whole family like that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was fun. It's exhausting. Oh, yeah. Traveling with your family is a lot of work. Yep. But it was it was a great way to spend. Uh, Plus, like sharing that stuff with your mom too. Is, that has to be pretty cool. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, and like yeah, because she was yeah she was kind of she was feeling a little left out on the last trip. Feel like uh, she's more resort speed though. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we're more like that'd be my mom, and then me and my dad are also be like, oh here we go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So. All right. Um. Well, we have a beer to taste. I know you guys are pretty much already done with it. No, oh, I, I had a little bit of one of these uh, the other day. Okay. So, Carlos, we're going to start with you while I pour this. Um, but we are drinking uh, Left Hand's White Russian Nitro. It's a white stout uh, with vanilla and coffee added. Um, super smooth and decadent. 8.9%. Uh, 20 IBUs. Good to go from the can. Oh. Like a glass from a pro. I didn't realize it was 8.9%. Yeah, I know. I can feel a little bit. <laughs> so, what is a white stout? Like, What makes that different than a regular stout? The color. Just the color, that's the only difference? Pretty Well, so the malt bill changes, but mm. yeah, it's the color. Um, not as roasty. Use a lot more uh, wheat and oats to like build up the body. Now, I can't really compare this White Russian Nitro to a White Russian, since I haven't had a White Russian in years. I mean, it... And even then, I don't even think it was like a, a good white Russian. I think it was I just mean, something like I had like kind of hard to fuck up a white Russian. I had like I had some ingredients, <laughs> but like it was like I don't know. Like I, it was like the only a, way you can fuck up a white Russian is you put too much cream in it. Yeah, it's been it's been a long time though since I've had a white Russian. But otherwise, like this this uh, is actually pretty tasty. Like it was surprisingly oh, wow. good. Like this is uh, this was part of the left hand brewings. Like uh, had like a mixed pack of different nitros. And like uh, one of those nitros is this white Russian nitro, and it's, yeah, it's actually pretty good. I wish they would have just used the left hand milk stout and made that into a white Russian. I think the body would be better as a white Russian than this is. Tastes oh, good, you mean, oh, just like yeah, because they're going for a white stout for a white yeah, Russian. Yeah, when yeah, they could have just get the like color. added cream or something that works in there to give it the white Russian you color. Really add cream. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. I know. But I, I don't. I, uh, I'm not really something to make it that color. Like I don't know. White, I mean, it's good though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I get like it's it's the coffee is very subtle, like in the nose. Um. It's it like it's sweeter than um the uh, the milk stout. Um. Which so the four in the in the thing it's the milk stout, um their imperial stout, this one and then the milk stout with coffee. So I'd probably like that one better. Yeah. Well, we'll do that one next week. No, it's definitely good, but yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's very sweet. Um, mouth that, feels good. White Russians don't have vanilla flavor in them to begin with, so. Yeah. Mm. So, all right, White Russian isn't that uh, Kahlua and vodka and cream? Oh, it was vodka so and cream. so was, I don't know. Like, cream. is there any vanilla flavor in Kahlua though? I yeah, don't, it's just coffee, coffee liqueur. I I would get, I get vanilla from really? Kahlua, but mm. yeah. That's that's because I, I would assume that the vanilla was in there for to try to match some of the flavors from Kahlua. But that's okay. All right, Carlos, give me a number. You no, know, this is like it's a, a an odd beer because uh, it's like it's a white Russian beer. So, but uh, you know, it's actually surprisingly good. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven point seven. Ooh, a seven point seven, Matt. I'll give it a seven and a half. I think they should have called it the Caucasian note if they're gonna go for the full Lebowski, because that's what he calls a white Russian in there. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I will give it a seven. It's it's good. It's I mean it's well made. Um, I think I could only have one. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just a little left sweet. Doesn't my... really fuck up too much, except for that one pepper beer. Remember when we first? Oh started yeah, the show? Really I bad. forgot about that. <laughs> Jeez. 
Well, after you try over 370 yeah, right? beers. <laughs> All right. So we have a new segment. Carlos, I need you to fish, or Matt, why, one of you, I need one of you to fish out a D6 Why we play the new segment, What the Fuck Did I Just Taste? One. Why? Why did, did you just what? look like you randomly grabbed just, one in yeah, there? He just randomly grabbed a no, bag. It was, it and was, there's only four bags, so. Well, no, there's well, there's three different flavors. One, two, three. Okay. Left to right. All right, all right, all right. The, like it wasn't random. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So the one I'm not that excited. I was excited to try the other ones, but we can. No, it's fine. Now, are you sure? We rolled the dice. We gotta go with the all dice. All right, we'll go with the die roll. All right. So, uh, there is a company called Mischief, uh, M-S-C-H-F, <laughs> they make potato chips, <laughs> and they did a run called, uh, called Illegal Chips. Um, in here, there are three flavors, uh, it is horse meat, kasu marzu, or maggot cheese, um, and, <laughs> uh, fugu. Well, we got mega cheese, folks. I was really hoping for the poison fish. <laughs> that, that I have had that in Japan. It is fucking delicious. Well, and they and I was like, so it's been kind of all over the YouTube Has and it? like, uh, yeah. So the the Fugu one, the myth, uh, the mythical kitchen uh, with Good Mythical Morning, they helped develop it and oh, they cool. like they added um, some compounds to make like the numbing sensation oh, too. Oh, what? I kind of want to try the fugu one now. <laughs> We're gonna do fugu. Yeah. Screw the die roll. No, no, no. We have to. I think it's good though that we start off with the. Uh, you think the kazu marzu? Okay, okay, okay. Mega cheese. We'll start with the mega cheese. Uh, so I'm gonna look up kazu marzu real quick. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what mega cheese is. Okay. Um. So this is. Uh, a traditional uh, Sardinian sheep milk cheese that contains live insect larvae um, derived from Pecorino. Kasu uh, Martsu goes beyond typical fermentation to a stage of decomposition brought, out, brought about by the digestive action of the larvae of the cheese. Um, this is even illegal in the country where it's made. <laughs> the chips are? No, no, no. The cheese is. Wait, wait. So the, che- the 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 country that created this cheese, it's illegal to well, make the cheese. Well, yeah, yeah. So Kasu uh, Kasu Marzu is illegal even in Sardinia, uh, its country of origin. Uh, health concerns be damned. Let's taste that maggot cheese. Is what illegal Al the alligator says. So I'm assuming though that they made this in a legal manner. Though. Yeah, uh, made from zero percent real uh, Kasu Marzu. Yeah, because it's all uh, the. the Somebody, though, had to have tasted some illegal cheese to, to make this flavor, though. Yep. So, wait, does it actually use maggots in this recipe? or like Nope. No maggots. It's just a bunch of stuff to try to, to match, the flavor. match the okay. flavor. How do you even do that? Like, Well, that's uh, like there's an t- entire uh, science right. based around There's that. a lot it's of caution crazy, labels though. on is this. That, is that gastronomy? I think so. Yeah, I think that's gastronomy. Smells cheesy. I'm guessing it's just gonna taste like a white cheddar. See a couple chips. It smells like a, a cheesy, like a chip. It's a strong cheese f- smell. Great stuff for on air. 
in the front. Oh, wow. There's some strong, uh, like, I can see the Pecorino um, comparison. It's very cheesy. Nothing crazy. I can see the, what is it, the heavily digested or whatever <laughs> flavor, the or like a... The, the decomposition, decomposition flavor? Decomposition. Yeah, I can see that in the smell. There's something in there. There's definitely something, like, there's an aftertaste. <laughs> yeah, at first you're like, this is fine, and then you're like... <laughs> kind of tastes like death. A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. It tastes like a not very good cheesy chip. Huh. Why do I keep eating more? It's like if I went to and got like the some discount potato chips and there and I got some discount cheesy chips. I think this is what they would taste like. There's something. There's so, oh wow. Mm. The more you eat, the the stronger that 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 taste gets. No, mm. no, 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 no. I kind of hit a I hit a wall. And something's turning my stomach. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I thought it was fine. And I thought got... it was fine for the first three chips, and it's then not... once I hit like five or six, it's not the type of chip I like. <laughs> so it's, I don't even I don't like cheesy <laughs> chips. But it's like yeah, it's yeah. That, like it's a crappy cheesy chip is oh, what it tastes my... like. There's 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 an aftertaste in there. That, mm. and it, like it just it like the cheese like, it's like if you ate like. Like a bad a brick uh, a bad brick of parmesan, and like that, just that flavor, like that. Yeah, and that yeah. cheesy flavor just sticks in like right, right here, and like every time I exhale, I get. It's got to be that kasu seasoning that's in here. <laughs> cheese whey powder, dextrose, uh, cheddar cheese. And then we got salt, onion powder, spices, and garlic powder. Mmm. It's got to be the spices. All right. So, out of uh, we we sh we need to come up with a rating scale for this. It's a bummer. I well, I mean, we would have finished the not other a bag. straight up out of ten. <laughs> I would say, uh, if you had a bag of this, what percentage of that bag would you eat? Well, right now we're at one percent of the bag. So, if I was going to sit down and munch on this bag of chips. How much of this you bag four would you eat? Four chips in. <laughs> I'd get I get about ten chips in and be like, um, something's not right. So there's fifty four chips in here. So uh, so what that does it say fifty four chips? It's on it the does actually. Oh okay. One serving per container, fifty four chips. Oh, okay, so yeah, I, I guess I, I'd get almost a fifth through the bag or a tenth, tenth through the bag. Let's see. So. Not a fan of the flavor. It's just a cheesy chip. Not a big fan of cheesy chips. I'm gonna say I'd probably, but like I would also though because it's a chip. I'm just gonna keep eating. It. I'm saying I get halfway through the bag before I just toss it. Matt, so the 50%, I'm at, so I'm, I'm at it's 50%. that flavor, right? It's, it's the aftertaste. It, it's it's, it's, it's so the Casey, aftertaste. So Casey, you were like at you were at what twenty percent? Uh, I'm at 50%. no, no, but I'm at ten percent. Oh, you're at ten percent. I'm at ten percent too. You're at ten percent too, All right? That one's yep. pretty bad. That's it's yeah yeah. So that's a uh, uh, a one out of ten, if you will. Yeah, it's definitely not like the those awesome Lay's flavors that come out. Those they do a good job with. Yeah those. yeah yeah. Well, and this one like they're not like and it's one of those things like so I'm excited for like we'll have no matter what we'll have to keep the fugu one on for when you're on because I think you're the only one to have actually tasted fugu. 
So is it so the cheese does it actually have maggots in it like in this yes. picture here? It does. So they like slice this and put it on crackers with some meat and stuff. Yes. Um. So the larvae are um, deliberately introduced to the cheese, promoting an advanced level of fermentation and breaking down the cheese's fats. Um, the texture of the cheese becomes very soft uh, with some liquid uh, seeping out. The larvae themselves appear as translucent white worms, roughly uh, eight millimeters or five sixteenths of an inch long. Uh, Kasu Martsu is considered uh, by uh, Sardinian aficionados to be unsafe to eat when maggots in the cheese have died. Because of this, only cheese it, uh, in which the maggots are still alive is eaten. Oh, I would have thought, like... Uh, although allowances are made for cheese that has been refrigerated. I thought, because I was thinking, like, couldn't you just, like... look good. Like, ugh. No, no, it looks nasty as hell. Like, couldn't you, like, pasteurize it, like, so that it would kill everything, but, like, it would also kill... Like any bacteria or whatever, right? Yeah, that's not what you do. Um, let's well, see. It's made from sheep's milk, huh? Yeah. Uh, let's see. When the cheese is fermented enough, it's often cut into thin strips and spread on moistened uh, Sardinian flatbread to be served with strong red wine. Casu uh, Martu is believed to be an aphrodisiac. Because the larvae in the cheese can launch themselves for distances up to 15 centimeters, when disturbed, diners, diners hold their hands above the sandwich to prevent maggots from leaping. <laughs> That's funny. Some who eat the I didn't know maggots could leap. <laughs> Some who eat the cheese prefer not to ingest the maggots. Those who do not wish to eat them place the cheese in a sealed paper bag. The, la- uh, the maggots start for oxygen, writhe, and jump in the bag, creating a pitter-patter sound. When the sound subsides, the maggots are dead and the cheese can be eaten. Like popcorn. Okay. <laughs> According to so some, that's food how they intru- they bore a hole in it, and then put the maggots in there and let it sit and eat, and then, then yep. wow, and then it turns into that. That's so gross. Um, let's see. Uh, according to some food scientists, it's possible for the larvae to survive the stomach acid and remain in the intestine, leading to uh, pseudomyiasis. Wow, that's just gross. Yeah, no, you don't <laughs> want living maggots in your I intestines. I don't want my cheese to jump at me. No, that doesn't. Also, it's not great. <laughs> don't want Mexican jumping cheese. Ten dishes. That it sounds like a, cl- a dish a Klingon would eat, <laughs> or it's like know. still moving. <laughs> wow, interesting. Learn something new every day. Fucking Italians, man! Like, just throw the cheese away. <laughs> yeah, who, who <laughs> thought of this? Like, hey, I got these maggots here. Let's just let's just pour a hole in our cheese here. Oh, I was really looking forward to this cheese, but there's maggots in there. Well, I mean, I might as well go for there it. There is like, it's like an, yeah. <laughs> it's just still there. There's that flavor. And it just, it's, it's. So the, the chili that somebody made for us, for Emma's, it like had a, a puke smell to it. Like a, like kind of this kind of a. Oh yeah. Like, like that. A, the funky Parmesan type of thing. Yeah. So every time anybody opened the door at the bar, like all the little kids were like. Ugh. Somebody made a bad chili. No, the chili tasted fine. The smell of it stewing there for seven hours in the bar, it left this funky kind of puke. Like smell. was it was it was it as bad as that fucking uh, papaya that oh, Jordan that was got? Pretty bad. No, that wasn't that. Bad. <laughs> and I mean, I had to work in it the whole time, so I was fine. But it was just like every time some, it was just like in your face. But if you're sitting in the bar, you don't really know. So like, what do they toss? Well, that's cheap. like right now in my mouth. That's what it was at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good so like yeah i'm glad that was the first one because hopefully we got the worst one out of the way <laughs> and i'm glad there wasn't two of those in the box we got we got two horse meats in there oh i thought yeah i thought maybe you picked two horse meats just... no 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 it's just random huh 
You know, for a twelve dollar box of chips, it's kind of fun. Are they making more? Or that... I I don't know. I it might be with how how well this one sells or whatever. And hmm. yeah, no, I just like I saw it one day and I was on vacation and I was like, I'm buying this that's, for the show. It's funny. Huh. Uh, yeah. If you guys have any uh weird foods that you'd like us to try on what the fuck did I just taste? Uh, let us know. Yeah. Or mail it to us. <laughs> or mail it to. Send us a message uh, on Facebook. Yeah, and... yeah, yeah. All right. The next quarter mile. I fixed it so it's not as long. Oh, cool. So, what is this segment, Casey? Oh, this segment is where we uh, watch one quarter of a Fast and the Furious movie and then talk about it. But we also do a bunch of other sub-segments <laughs> in it as well. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> we have a bunch of sub-segments. Uh, we are currently um, on the second quarter, or what you would call the first, or we just finished the first half of Fast and Furious, the fourth film in the franchise. All so, right. so, uh, uh, you know, why, you, what, what Matt, you Matt, do you want to, do you want to give Matt the stopwatch so he yeah. can participate? Here you go, Matt. There's a, uh, aren't you the one analyzing it? You can't do so both. So it's Casey's turn oh, to do the, it. uh, no, no, you can do it. Like it's, it's Casey's seconds. turn to do the 60 seconds. And what is no. the 60 seconds? Segment? So, uh, we are going to do the segment called plot in 60 seconds, um, where I go through the entire plot so far. In sixty seconds or less, and that's not of the movie. That, that is, is the of the series, the entire franchise. <laughs> Where are we at right now again? Sorry, we are on the fourth film, which is Fast and Furious. <laughs> <laughs> What's gonna happen when you're at like nine, ten films? It, All right. it is getting more and more ridiculous. Let's hear the plot in sixty seconds. In three, two, one. Tuna Fish Brian races Dom and almost blows up his car. Dom accepts him and offers him a Corona TFB, then bangs his way th- uh, into the gang through Mia. Mia gives up Dom and friends so cop Brian can go bust Dom. Nerdy guy gets shot by motorcycle guy. There's a chase. Then CB lets Dom escape. Too fast for back with no longer cop Brian. FBI guy recruits him and Rowan. They race uh, for some cigars, watch a rat in a bucket, bite a cop, and get the job. Then there's some cars, helicopters, injector seat, and a boat. FB1 is apprehended, and Brian and Roman steal some money. Also, Eva Mendez is in this one. 30-year-old Texas high schooler Sean destroys a housing development and gets shipped to Tokyo. He makes a friend, uh, meets Han, destroys Han's car. Han eats some snacks and rips off the Yakuza. Han is murdered. Sean challenges DK to a mountaintop race. DK tries to cheat and rolls his car down the mountain. Uncle Yakuza is not amused. Dom shows up at the end. Back in time to the Dominican Republic, Dom and Fam are uh, heisting gas. Police are coming. Dom leaves for Panama. Letty dies. Dom returns home. Bad cop Brian is back, and me is mad. Both are looking for David Park. Dom finds Park and dangles him out of a window. BCB, bad cops everywhere. Punches an FBI agent, causes all the damage during a race, and plants meth during a, a bus to get close to the rock. Oh, I had one You were, left. yeah, you were like a 10 seconds per, like, <laughs> well, I thought you were going to have some time to spare there. That was impressive. No, yeah, all of a sudden he's on movie three. We're at 30 seconds. He's on movie four. <laughs> I had, I, I'm, I'm getting like the, the four isn't quite there oh, yet. Wait, I no. stumbled over some stuff. The Tokyo Drift is number three, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, when you were on number three, you were at 30 seconds. And when you hit number four, yeah, you took a little bit. Oh, yeah, I got to I gotta figure out how to trim Tokyo Drift. There's a lot that happens in that's, that movie. That's funny, though, because all of a sudden I'm like, oh, he's in Tokyo at 30 seconds. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> So I got the next segment. This is the 10-second card. This is much easier, where I just have to describe the quarter of the movie that we just saw in uh, 10 words or less. So here we go. Dom beats Brian in race. Brian pins a drug charge. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's do uh, let's do some review mirror here. Or not review mirror, uh, garage talk. 
I have I have these swapped. Uh, Garage Talk is where we just talk about uh, what the story so far. And mostly uh, the quarter that we just watched, which uh, was basically Cop Brian committing crimes. Yeah, no, he... So I'm... we watched 27 minutes of this film today. And I'm pretty sure 26 of it was Brian committing crimes. <laughs> <laughs> so... We find out that it's been five years since he's seen Mia last. Yep. So, all right. So, we know that... I just wanted a little... Oh, you don't want any more? No. Okay. Um, So, we know that um, since the first movie, Five Years Has Passed, which in in that time, Too Fast uh, happened, um, Tokyo Drift has not happened yet. So, we're five years past the first one, probably two years past the second one. So, Brian's working for the FBI again. Um, Mia's mad. Well, I mean, I can't imagine why. It's not like he uh, tried to arrest Dom and the TFB gang. banged his way into the gang through Mia. Yeah, that's. I think did. that's why. <laughs> so and uh and like Mia has some statement like, "Are you a uh, good guy pretending like uh, pretending to be a bad guy when you're infiltrating, or are you are you a bad guy pretending to be a good guy? We know which one." We can answer that question. Brian's response is, I ask myself that every day. It's like, well, no, 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 you you don't need to ask yourself that. I know. I saw Too Fast to Furious. You pocketed some money at the end. Yeah, he absolutely did. He also also let a criminal escape. He he also did a lot of crimes. He's Um, not good at cop. He's pretty good at crime. Also, uh, did you did you catch um, what uh, his boss said after he beat the shit out of his coworker? That was hilarious. He, like his uh, coworker, because he had a. In order to have like the last segment, uh, he broke me out of F- the federal custody so he could just have lunch with her and like talk. Try with to her. get back in her pants, yeah, and then, and then let her go. And like he gets back and like his like the, the coworker who's been like uh, uh, who has like a stick up his ass like in the last segment and, like was the one that brought me in was because he's trying to get information on about Dom. He's like, he's like, don't you ever do that. And like, he like pushes like uh, Brian against the wall and then Brian beats him up in like three seconds <laughs> just flat. The precinct just smashes his head into the wall and, and like, punches it him and like, then knees him in the stomach. Takes him like three seconds to just destroy this guy. And the boss comes around like, and the guy is like, and, like he sends the, the, the guy who got injured off to like clean himself up because he's bleeding in his, pre, in his, in his building. Well, then he tells, he tells, he asks Brian. The the really fucking dumb question. Do you know what the do you know what the difference between a criminal and a cop is? One bad judgment call. <laughs> and but like he had also like told the, the, the guy who's like, but he hit me first, which first of all is not true because he threw Brian against. Yeah, the and first. also like the the response was quit being a little bitch essentially. No, because it was like this isn't the Cub Scouts. Because <laughs> apparently you're allowed to just. Well, it was Boy Scouts, but yeah, oh, yeah. Was, yeah. This isn't the Boy Scouts. Cub Scouts is the one where like they're pre kindergarten or in like or pre like, I don't know. But yeah, this isn't the, this isn't the Boy Scout. No, you're right. This should be better because you guys are, <laughs> you guys have guns. Yeah. So yeah, and uh, let's see. So after that, like uh, Dom goes fi- gets the guy and like is needless- finds finds David Park and dangles him out of a out of a window. And this guy gave Dom the information <laughs> that he needed. Well, yeah, yeah. So gave him the information and then so Dom is just trying to kill everybody who killed Letty or like who led to Letty's death, right? Mm-hmm. Um which oof going to be a going to be a going to be a, a whole thing when that comes up, but um yeah. So 
he's just like, well, I'm just going to dangle him out this window now. And it, all that was was to conveniently show Brian that Dom was there. Yeah. And then Dom or Brian lets Dom escape again. Yeah. Well, in this case, though, he had to stop the guy from falling. He probably wouldn't have died from that height. You're right. No, he probably wouldn't have died. He was probably fine. Guy would have broken a bunch of bones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that and that happened before Brian beat the shit out of the uh, because he beat he beat the shit out of his coworker in front of David Park. You're right. You know, yeah, because yep. uh, he brought the guy in. Um, yep. And then there is there's the big race of this uh, of this quarter. So when they're getting their cars ready together, we, like there's a little montage. The, oh, the car building montages were so bad. So we have Dom like putting like I don't know what does he he's had this car for a while. What no, more does no, he have to no. So he so that if you look back at the first one, like there was the uh, they this was the car. That had uh, gotten hit by the oh, thing, right. and like they, they, you know, they wouldn't let him. So, so, he, so he's he, gonna... he rebuilt his car that he ran into a semi truck. And then what? What did Brian do in a quick montage? Brian a teamed three cars into <laughs> one car. He did because <laughs> they're going through like like there's all these cars up, and he's just like, I want this car, this car, and this car. And like, or he's like that car, that car, that car. And I'm like, well, which one do you want? All three. <laughs> <laughs> So and like Don like they pre race. I sent a picture of the the chips. I got a lot of faces back on Snapchat. Like, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So like uh, when they're meeting like their person who's like having the race because what we know from previous movies is like the bad guy holds the race to see who's the best driver. Well, you need uh, they they need a driver who will sell out his abu- abuela to be behind the wheel. Right. And like Dom is like being as his regular antagonist self in like this conversation, like just trying to pick a fight with us other all, with everybody in the room basically. Also, so and this this just stuck out to me like the times that they decide to use a Spanish word, it's like um, the writers only took um, like the first year of Spanish because yeah. like they're they're just going in and like. And then, like, to, like, like so he, they say a thing, or I, I don't even remember, like, the guy's saying something, and then he just, like, looks at the group and goes, Entiendas. Like, instead of, like, understand, or, like, I, I don't know, it was, it was just, like, it, was, I, it was so I, weird. I get why they do that, though, because also a lot of listeners don't have more than a couple years of Spanish class. Well, that's what subtitles are for. Yeah, no, they should use subtitles for this, but they didn't. I know, it was, I was just like, it, it just seemed weird that the words... That they chose were so for this race, uh, no one blocks traffic, and they have super GPS in their cars. Oh, that it was hackers level of like the amount of UI that they put in here, like the the 1994 movie Hackers with Angelina Jolie um, should probably be one like. We should we should do after we're done with this we should do like a hack the planet this where this <laughs> we go through nineties hacking movies <laughs> like just for the number of feet like just for the quality of this illegal racing app that they have for GPSing in their car is like uh, they probably like whatever money they they took they're making off of drugs they sunk right into this app oh yeah yeah they're like and we don't even know it's drugs yet. We don't. We're assuming it's. We're drugs. assuming it's drugs. Which I mean, it's it's probably like uh, it's that Coca Cola with the real sugar that they're trying to just smuggle across the border. 
So uh, what uh, what I did think was was funny, like at one point in the time of this race, which is, this is actually a fun race. It, no, it's it's a very well shot. It's it's a blast to watch. It's like at some point in time, Brian ends up off road, so they ended up having constantly getting the the rerouting message from his rerouting, rerouting. And I'm like, this is my nightmare. And then like, and then like he starts just doing all sorts of rerouting himself. Like so, he constantly keeps yelling at. Him. Like he didn't even need the GPS. Like he's just. Like, uh, I thought that was like, and I thought that was like kind of should have been assigned to the person that like. Brian is better for this job than Dom. Oh, well, and then so then they flipped the script too from the first movie where towards the end of the race, like Dom hits his NOS too early yeah. and Brian goes, too early, Dom, or too soon, Dom, and then hits his NOS. And then uh, Dom does what everybody should do in that situation and just hits the back of his car so he spins. Yeah, out. he just sideswipes <laughs> him. Yeah. So this is, and. I, and like I, 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 but like if I was a bad guy and I had been watching this race, like I had everybody's GPSs, and I saw Brian do all this crazy shit to try to get in first and st- like end up slightly behind, I'd be like, "That's the better person." Oh, so you what, what you missed was they ha- they don't have that technology. They're not live watching the races. Oh, so they they don't know what everybody. They just know who won. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess since they didn't show yeah, up because traffic. because remember, like this is still in the past where they don't have flip phones with 1080p uh, live streaming coverage. You're right because that happens in the future in the, Tokyo. Drift. Yeah, that happens in Tokyo Drift. <laughs> so yeah, uh, but uh, that was a really good racing. Actually, I was uh, actually one of the better ones. Uh, so we see also that, uh, but since. Brian didn't win the race. He doesn't get the jo- position on the job. Nope. So he has to. Uh, what, what was his name? Daryl. So I don't remember. Uh, he plants drugs. And he talks in the third person. So already, fuck that guy. But he still didn't have to have drugs planted on him. No, he, he planted meth on the apartment. And like the one guy, like the other Fed, like that helped raid the place. Is like, you know, that's not going to stick. And it's like, and I'm thinking to myself. Well, history shows that that stuff is definitely does stick. going to st- actually. Well, I mean, Daryl's white, so it might not. Unless stick. the fe- another federal agent says like, "Well, we planted that." He's uh oh, and he's not going to because the like the blue line's real. So, so Brian planted some drugs to get this guy off. So and that guy's in. going away for a long time. Like, I guess it'd be a little bit different if everybody in the bureau was aware. Like, if it's not just a cop thing, it's like a federal thing. Like, we need to get Brian in this race no matter what. No! And they're aware. No! It's not okay! Well, I'm and saying... There's no, there is no world where what Brian did there was okay. Where if it was kept, like, temporary on purpose. Like, so, like, there's, like, so after this is done... They could like be like, all right, yeah, no. Also, the guy was a driver for a like a drug kingpin. There wasn't something else you could bring him in on. <laughs> like, know. come on, like the dude has to have like a rap sheet a mile long. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dom, they, they so like uh, Dom sees uh, Brian at the at like the party after after and like after we find out that Brian like got the spot and they then. share a Corona. Yep, Dom gets a Corona. And he, the way he drinks it bothers me. He full fists the neck of the bottle. Oh, one of those people. Yep. And I'm like, and like, it's only in one scene that he does it. Cause usually he's holding it, you know, like the, like the three fingers thumb at the bottom, like with the pinky supporting it. Like he's usually doing that, 
but he like he just full fists like at one point like just full fists the neck and I'm like that put finger out and everything that is the worst way to drink it it's so unwieldy and uh, let's see and uh, so Dom finds the car of the person who killed Liddy the somebody Letty. who goes by Liddy, Liddy the somebody who goes by Phoenix. And he uh, turns down uh, getting uh, banging uh, Gal Gadot. Yes, I did. That that was the last sentence uh, that I had here was Gal Gadot hits on Dom. Uh, <laughs> like I couldn't I couldn't quite get that out. I got I got to work on my wording here because it's only going to get longer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I just realized that I have to finish four. Fuck. So I'll be the first one to have to do four full films in yeah. the sixty seconds. And then it'll be awkward for me because I have to do four and a quarter of a film. Four and a quarter, yeah. Oh, man. This this plot in 60 seconds thing is... Uh, I mean, by the end, by the time we hit the 11th film, uh, and if we don't include any of the side films in this, um, I honestly think that uh, it will be our greatest achievement. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's why we had to have the sake. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that's it. I don't really have anything else. Yeah, I got nothing else. Matt, do you have anything to add on this film? All right. Didn't think so. Oh, uh, I do have one question. So far, uh, where are you ranking this one? Because you've you've never seen them, and so I I like to know kind of like where your mind's at. So we're at part two so far of this film. Uh, I'm liking it. Like, this was a a solid quarter of a film that we just saw. So... I think like that first quarter wasn't as great, but like that's all set up. So they're trying to set yeah. up everything. Uh, so I don't know. There's there's a lot of promise for this one. Like especially like depending on how the other quarters go. Of course, like this might be pretty high up there. All right. One hour in. And now the Department of Offense presents News with Casey. That's me, and we have too many goddamn segments. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of catch-up. Yeah, there was. There was well, yeah, we, we did 30 minutes of catch-up on this one. Um, all right. A Georgia webcam model was left with serious injuries after she accidentally shot herself in the genitals in a pornographic video gone horribly wrong. Why would you have it loaded? That is a very, 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 <laughs> very good question. Uh, Lauren Hunter uh, Damon, age 27, is said to have accidentally fired a non- 9 millimeter handgun while alone in her bedroom on November 9th. And he um, just got her off even more with it loaded, Yep. Huh? Sadly, it looks like she has a long road to recovery. God. Uh, while it's, uh, I mean, at least it didn't blow her mind. Uh, while it's unclear why Damon had a loaded, loaded nine millimeter handgun in her possession in the first place or why she felt the need to incorporate it into one of her videos. Well, it was, I guarantee there's a lot of people that pay for that. It was still lucky her housemates were home at the time of the accident and were able to stay with her while waiting for police. Roommate Jordan Allen heard the shot and went to see what happened. And Damon, uh, began apologizing profusely, according to Allen. Damon is popular on a platform called Chatterbait, where she makes sexual videos of herself and people pay to see them. She was recording one such video when she shot herself in the vagina. Uh, when Upson County Sheriff's Deputy Zachary Wall arrived on scene around noon, uh, he saw an EMS worker already there in Damon's driveway holding the gun and, spe- and the spent shell. Damon herself was in stable condition despite her serious injuries. Yeah, that's going to require surgery. 
Like at least that. a stitch or two. <laughs> I, I think a little more than a couple <laughs> stitches. Like, so you have it loaded and you have the safety off. Like, what? Why would you have it loaded? <laughs> so I here's here here's my theory as uh. to as to what happened is it she unloaded the magazine but left one in the chamber. I I also think it something else gets Which her happens off. all the time. Get that that probably might have got her off even more. Oh, the danger? Yeah, the danger part. Oh, I could I could Well, I mean it, it puts a whole other like right. spin on destroy the pussy, you know? Like <laughs> Right. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, there that's just fucked. Yep. That's dumb. Oh, man. Well, talking about destroying things down south. <laughs> Uh, New Zealand member of parliament, Julie Ann uh, Genter, got on her bicycle early on Sunday and headed to the hospital. Um, and headed to the hospital. She was already in labor, and she gave birth an hour later. So she rode her bicycle while she was in labor. Um, at 3.04 a.m., uh, uh, this is what she posted on Facebook, at 3.04 a.m. this morning, we welcome the newest member of our family. I genuinely wasn't planning to cycle in labor, but it did end up happening. The nation, or the island nation of five million, already has a reputation for down-to-earth politicians. Prime Minister uh, Jacinda Ardern uh, famously took maternity leave while in office and brought her three-month-old to a United Nations meeting as she was still breastfeeding. Uh, my contractions weren't that bad uh, when we left at 2 a.m. to go to the hospital, though they were two to three minutes apart and picking up in intensity by the time we arrived ten minutes later, Genter wrote. Amazingly, now we have a healthy, happy little one sleeping as is her dad, said Ginger, a dual New Zealand-U.S. citizen who was born in Minnesota and moved to the Pacific uh, country in 2006. But, I mean, to bike while pregnant, that seems dangerous, especially while you're having contractions. Well, so Ginger, her party spokesperson for transport issues and whose Facebook profiles profile includes I Love My Bicycle, also biked to the hospital in 2018 to give birth to her firstborn son. So this isn't her first uh, bicycle rodeo. Do they have socialized medicine in New Zealand? Yep. So they could have gone a ride to the hospital. Yes, but her platform is about transportation, and she took a bicycle. And honestly, I wish our our politicians were half that dedicated. <laughs> Instead of being on the surface level, yeah. Yeah, like but, I mean, but still, like this is like this is dangerous for the kid. Yeah, but I mean, the weather was probably great. Like, they don't get the snow down there like they do in Minnesota. She's, she's probably like, it's that. Her labor might not have been bad either. Like, you got to work it out a little bit as you're going. Right. Know. Well, yeah. And she said <laughs> she said her contractions were two to three minutes apart. Oh, yeah. 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 So she got, yeah, you know, like, so she just she just stopped pedaling in between her. her like, and three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Continue. Oh, jeez. Uh, Lincoln City residents had an extra guest for Thanksgiving this weekend, a sea lion who spent Friday evening wandering a residential part of town. Uh, the sea lion came out of the Siletz uh, River onto Southeast 50, uh, 51st Street, um, according to the police, who arrived on scene and set up a barrier around the animal. With little experience in corralling lost sea lions, officers turned to Oregon State Police uh, Fish and Wildlife Division and North Lincoln Fire and Rescue, who, seems, who also seems stumped. Over the course of a couple of hours, officers attempted several plans to get uh, to the sea lion, who they named Tiffany, uh, back into the water. Uh, Tiffany was very content on staying in the middle of the road and slowly moved closer to the highway, uh, the police department said. 
Um, in order to lure the sea lion out of the road, authorities naturally turned to fish, an offer presumably too good to refuse. An officer went down, uh, down the street to Kenny's IGA Village Market, where they procured several packages of fresh fish donated by the store. The gift of fish was presented to Tiffany, who was interested in the fish, but was likely too overstimulated and unfortunately was not willing to follow the bait. She had places to be. She wasn't going to be distracted by no fish. Um, maybe, uh, maybe the fish wasn't up to her ocean fresh standards. Uh, with the peace, o with her peace offering snub, police officers instead decided to corral the sea lion using sheets of plywood. They slowly herded her, uh, to the nearest river across the point, three blocks away. After several breaks for the sake of Tiffany's health and a few refreshing soaks from the garden hose, she was guided to an opening which led down the river. The tide was currently out and it would be a while longer before she would be covered in water completely, but she settled down happily in a small, a stream section and seemed content to wait it out until the next tide. Did you hear how, like, she decided to make it up for everybody the next day? She invited everybody over for some breakfast, so everybody got some breakfast. Breakfast, at God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of knew that was where that was going, and I'm mad about it. Just fucking mad about it. All right, Carlos, I don't know. I, I feel like this one will make you feel something, but I'm not sure what. Uh, one library book made its way back to the Boise Point, uh, Public Library about 110 years past its due date, according to library assistant Anne-Marie Martin. I think we were all very surprised, Martin said. Uh, you know, you kind of wondered what its story was and how it ended up there. Was it in somebody's box? Did somebody pass away? Did they move? You know, what happened? We'll never know, but you could imagine all types of fun stories about it. The book was checked into the Garden City Library, and they noticed it had a Boise Library sticker, so they sent it over to the Boise Public Library. We all went, hmm, that's weird. There's no record of this in our catalog. It says November 8th of 1911. <laughs> so obviously it was pretty overdue. The book uh, found its way back to the library shelf over a century later, but it's unclear how it got there or where it had been all these years. Um... These th uh, this is things you don't know about the Carnegie Public Library in Boise, um, and it's from August 4th, 1912. This having been lost sometime in November, uh, November, December of 1911 was reflected in this uh, library report, Martin said. Here's a passage uh, here that talks about inventory books worn out, 159 lost and paid for six, uh, kept by subscribers uh, 13, uh, and missing 173. Obviously, this one wasn't worn out. But it was either lost and paid for, uh, kept by a subscriber, or missing. Um, the book was The New Chronicles of Rebecca. No idea what that's Not about. the old chronicles, though. The new and ones. The, the new one. The new ones. Um, and it was originally purchased for a or for $1.50. Um, the Boise Library stopped charging for overdue books in 2019. But if they still did, the late fee would be more than $800. So it doesn't top out, though, at the value of the book? No, late fees do not. That is dumb. Well, that's why they stopped charging late fees. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I like how they're like, "What's the mystery of where it's been all these years?" And it's like, "Well, well I guarantee you, it's just sitting in my grandma's thing, right? books." And they're like, "Well, I don't need this book anymore. I think this library might want it." <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, the condition is great. It's a really good example of what libraries used to do before they had barcodes and things. So, I mean, like what every kid of the '90s. Knows, yeah, right. right? Sign it out. 
Yep. <laughs> uh, so you'd have one of these little slips, and they would put it, uh, put the name on one of them, and it would be kept in the library, and this one would stay in the book, and they would match them up to make sure they were okay. Man, those those library slips, it's crazy that that was into the night. Like, we were still kids, and they were still doing that. Yeah. How, how cool was it, though, when you did a textbook at school, and then it was like, holy shit, I know that person, or like, this oh, person yeah, yeah, related like, to yeah, my yeah. parents, you, or something. You'd see that, and... Or like even just like grabbing books out of the library, like you'd, you'd see a random name and be like, "Oh, this person read this book too." Or, but like it's the also new one Chronicles of those, of Rebecca. It's also one of those things where I'm pretty sure there's many times where I like would borrow a, a book from the library and I didn't do it right. Well, also, so my favorite was when you you were the first person to check out a new book, and like you got to be the first person on that on that on that line. That was super cool. Or they they put a new card in. Cause like you know, it got lost or destroyed or whatever, and like you're the first person on the line. You're like, yeah, I'm starting something. I'm pretty sure there's multiple times where I never actually put my name on it. Here's the slip. It's a very easy system. Uh, You put your name and the date, name and date, name. Like that's all it is, Carlos. Well, you know, it was a lot of lot of rules to keep track of. C A R L O S. Nobody, it's not that hard. Nobody really understands the. <laughs> nobody really understands the Dewey Decimal System. Oh no, finding books is impossible. with The Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> Fuck Dewey. <laughs> what, what were you saying? Uh, I was gonna say the the new Chronicles of oh, Rebecca. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a wonderful sequel to the classic book Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. Find out what happens to Rebecca next. Well, now I need to know what this Rebecca of well, Sunnybrook Farm. What did she do in Sunnybrook? Nineteen oh seven. All right, Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm by Kate Douglas Wiggin. It's a children's novel. Synopsis: The novel opens with Rebecca's journey from her family's farm to live with her two aunts. Her mother's older sister, uh, Miranda, or mother's older sisters, Miranda and Jane Sawyer, uh, in their brick house in Riverboro. But why did she leave her family? Well, she's the second oldest of seven children. Uh, Most of the children have fanciful names, such as uh, Marquis and Jenny Lind. So, yeah, that would make perfect sense. My grandma would be a child at that time renting a children's book and then never returned it to the library. I'm sure there's one of those in my collection. Because they also probably didn't understand all the rules for borrowing from the library. (laughs) Rebecca is named after both the heroines in Ivanhoe. Uh, Well, that just sounds like a a, a confusing book if everybody's named Rebecca. (laughs) (laughs) The two main characters. (laughs) And and like a book series. I don't know, Rebecca. What do you think, Rebecca? (laughs) I don't know, Rebecca. This is crazy, Rebecca. Rebecca, what do you think about this? Like, what the fuck? They can't be both named Rebecca. But, you know, it has a nice touch of realism to it, though. Because that happens sometimes. Um, all right, hang on. I, well, now I'm looking up Ivan, Ivanhoe. Because <laughs> I've heard so, that uh, let's see. It follows the Saxon protagonist, Sir Wilfred. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not Rebecca at all. No. <coughs> Do you think one of them goes by Becca and the other one just goes by Rebecca? One well, one is Reba and one is Becca, yeah. and they just combined it together. <laughs> uh, so the middle of the novel is mainly a description of life at Riverboro and its inhabitants. Important characters are Jeremiah and Sarah Cobb, um, who first encounter Rebecca's charm. Rebecca's schoolmate and best friend Emma Jane Perkins, 
and young businessman Adam Ladd, who is definitely grooming Rebecca. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't say okay. that, but... <laughs> who takes an interest in Rebecca's education. It does say that. Okay. <laughs> Adam meets Rebecca when she and Emma Jane are selling soap to help a poor family receive a lamp as, uh, as a premium. Wow, that is depressing. Rebecca nicknames him Mr. Aladdin. All right. So oh, there's a play. Oh, there's uh, there's three films based on it. Oh, really? Came out in 1917, 1932, and 1938. Guess what the names of the films are? They're all the same name. Rebecca. Rebecca. Return of Rebecca. Rebecca Strikes. No, 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 no. All three films have the exact same name. <laughs> Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. Oh, I was going to say, there's an Alfred Hitchcock movie, Rebecca. It's not what it is, though. There's an anime short film based on this that was made in 2020. Oh. Adventures of Rebecca? Oh, there's like a whole thing? I don't know. What was the what was it called? Uh, Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. Oh. Uh, in the 1960s, Lauren Wood was the lead singer of a band called Rebecca and the Sunnybrook Farmers. Yeah. Oh. Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm, that's Shirley Temple. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's horse meat. All right. Well, let's go into our uh, discussion topic. All right. All right, so our discussion topic for today is, what would the worst historical figure to go on vacation with be? Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. <laughs> that's a fictional character. <laughs> so I forgot what the topic was for about like an hour there. So can, can Matt go first? What? I think Matt forgot too. Well, no, it's obvious what it is, but isn't the obvious one just Alfred Hitchcock? Not Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, what's his name? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, why? Well, I mean, Alfred Hitchcock actually probably wouldn't be that bad to no, go. No, he'd be no, pretty no, terrible. The, He's a shitty person. Uh, <laughs> it, Adolf Hitler. Well, yeah, I didn't want to go with it. I, I was looking at an Alfred Hitchcock movie. A H A H. But there's a lot of reasons you wouldn't want to travel with Hitler. I know, but that, that's He'd basically the theme be, right there, though. He, him being a bad travel companion is just one of the many <laughs> reasons. Actually, I, I don't, I, I mean, he probably wouldn't be that bad of a travel companion. Like, he could drive. And that would he, make it worse. He, he, he's on meth the entire time. But that would make it in worse. His, in his art not... days before he became a crazy person or whatever. Uh, he sounded like an asshole yeah. his entire life. See, I, I, I was thinking, so I think we're all maybe going to end up kind of in the same place. Because I was thinking Genghis Khan would be I the worst one. I was thinking that like, one, too. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Any place we go, he's just going to want to conquer. Just <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, and I've like, been the terrible. And... and, like, so you're just, like, you're, like, so you're just trying to sit down, have a drink at the bar, and Genghis is like, I fucking take it. Everybody. Just everybody. I'm like, no, Genghis. We're on vacation. No raping and conquering today. <laughs> I was thinking of like actors that have terrible, uh, like uh, who think. I think Johnny Depp would be terrible to go on vacation. Probably, with. yeah. Because he keep trying to bring his fucking dogs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Uh, now, it's hard to think of somebody besides Hitler because, like, <laughs> look, but let's, let's, let's be honest though. What if you if didn't... you have a good time, it's it's, it's the worst. It it worse. It's even worse. <laughs> like you now have a mission to not enjoy the vacation. Yeah, no, because like <laughs> if you enjoy your vacation with Hitler, what's that say about you? You just enjoyed a vacation with Hitler. It's You're like ah, maybe Adolf. Oh no. <laughs> 
looked up actors who are terrible in real life. <laughs> Is there just a list? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, William Shatner, I think he'd be pretty terrible to travel with. Well, yeah, because he would never be able to get a word out. Like, yeah. Gwyneth it, Paltrow, Reese Witherspoon, Tommy Lee Jones, I guess, like, is terrible You in need real to life. turn right. Catherine there. Heigl, I've heard of that before. Uh, who's the one from Family Vacation? That's uh, Chevy, Chase. Chevy Chase. Chevy Chase would be terrible to travel with. I don't know. That was a hilarious movie, and they went on a vacation. Well, but, like, that's a movie, but he's a fucking asshole in real life. Yeah, yeah, but I think I think it depends on where you went. Like, so if you went to like Martha's Vineyard, it'd probably be fine. Yeah, Napoleon would be up there, right? Oh, I don't know. I, I think Napoleon would be fine to travel. No, Come again, on. without his army, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Is he traveling with his army? Why would he be traveling with his army? Well, I mean, he has this whole like emperor thing. Like, no, I'm gonna stick. I I think I actually I'm gonna stick with Hitler. This just because it just because if you do actually have a good time. That's terribly even worse. All right, here's here's one for you, Carlos. I'm I'm gonna throw this one at you. All right, you have to go on a vacation and have a good time with Hitler, Mussolini, or Stalin. Who do you go have a good time with? <sighs> I don't I don't know enough about Mussolini to say otherwise. I'd probably say Mussolini because I think Stalin is just a fucking buzzkill. <laughs> like Mussolini's only like. Major genocide was against Ethiopia. So. I was gonna yeah. say, like, even like Saddam Hussein. And who didn't have a, a, a have something going against Ethiopia? I mean, Ethiopia was doing really good. Uh, actually, all of the European nations hated Ethiopia because yeah. they were the only ones who couldn't be conquered. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also, uh, if you guys, any listeners out there, if you ever get a chance or have like uh, three hours to kill, go listen to the three part series on Behind the Bastards about Ethiopia. And it, it'll blow your mind. It's incredible. Who's the guy? Who's uh? Who's Cuba? Uh, Fidel. Fidel. Bet you could probably have a pretty good time with him. No, actually. you probably could. Oh, those Cuba Libres—they just keep flowing. And then uh, the same with not not Saddam, but what's the one? Muammar Gaddafi or whatever. He just had money to like. Go oh, he get. was just yeah. Terrible person, but I bet you'd be fun to travel uh, with. Like, like <laughs> a lot of the dictators—they'd <laughs> probably be a lot of fun to travel with. And then I'm just—I'm thinking... not gonna like. I and know think... that makes me a terrible human being. That's what I'm thinking. But it'd be a lot of fun. No, because like. Fiddle Castro like is always gonna have a cigar to share with. Well, him. He's gonna and have a cigar. He's gonna have drinks. Booze, he's gonna yeah, ladies, everything. Uh, but then I'm like, Che Guevara would probably be a blast. Like I was thinking, I mean, he probably gets preachy though. I think really, Che would get very he preachy. Would get very preachy. I don't think Fidel would get preachy. How bad not. is it that it'd be so boring as fuck to like travel with Gandhi or like Mother Teresa or somebody oh, like that? Oh, that's because good people suck. <laughs> well, <laughs> we are terrible people. Then let's not give Mother Teresa that much credit. Oh no, no, she was also pretty terrible. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was just thinking like I wouldn't want to like Jesus. Oh God, that'd be terrible. Ah, well, so this segment just became how <laughs> shitty are we? <laughs> <laughs> Like Gandhi, I'd I'd like to be in his presence at some point, but I wouldn't want to go. On oh a no, I would with not him. go on vacation with that dude. No, 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 no. That's we, like that's you gotta like, stay in this box here tonight. That's like going on the vacation with the Pope. Like I'm not gonna do that. Like I'd love to. Like I bet you the Pope could probably be pretty fun. The Pope probably parties, but like there's probably especially like nowadays Pope. Like none of the old ones though. Ah, uh, so like I, I don't no, know. No, no, no. The old popes were all about partying. Well, yeah, that, no, the yeah. old like I would Corruption rather go out with, parties. Yeah, I'd rather go out with like the old popes, but like some of the. Uh, the, the so, some of the, the the Caesars of Rome, like 
the Emperors of Rome, man, like, fuck yeah, like, some of those parties sound dope as shit until they start getting to the uh, the poisoning of the guests and the stabbing of the people. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a whole thing. I think that the more war crimes the Pope has underneath them, probably the more fun they would be to hang around with. I mean, that's probably true for a lot of just Anyone people. from Monty Python I'd love to vacation with. I think that'd be fun. Oh, I think John Cleese would be a blast to vacation with. You'd, you'd have a lot of cool conversations, too. Any one of the Rolling Stones? Because I guess they still drink. I found out, I, I didn't realize they still drink. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. Why wouldn't they still drink? They're in their 70s. Well, I don't think Mick drinks as much as he used to, but the rest do. I don't think the world drinks as much as they used to. <laughs> 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 no, yeah, they're, I was listening to KQ, I think, or something, or one of the Sirius XMs, and they're talking about their tour rider that they have to have, and it's like, the bar has to stay open 24 hours no matter what hotel they're at, even if it breaks the laws of the city and everything. And like just random shit like that. And, like, hmm. and they have to have Do they actually get the rider? Oh, yeah. Everywhere they go. Wow. And then... Uh, I want a rider that breaks laws. Well, there's probably some sort of, like, uh, some loopholes that they can still use. Like, so this is no longer a bar. This is now a private party. Yeah, it'd be a or private like party, that. something like that. I want a rider that says, my tour bus has to go... At least eleven miles over every speed limit. So uh, I have a, a the, uh, the rider I have is the wheels on my uh, bus, bus go around and round. Yeah, <laughs> round, and round. <laughs> Do the windshield wipers go flip, flip, flip? Yeah. So I got. But then I show up with a just broken down bus. And I, I want them to fix it for me. It says. Once one of Rock's most infamous hard partying bands, the Stones have presumably mellowed over the years. But according to the gossip site, their backstage demands read like a list of ingredients for an all-night party. Starting with their insistence that wherever the band stays, illegal or not, the place better figure out how to keep the booze flowing. Other kick-ass requests turned up on TMZ include blacked-out windows so they can party all night long, extra wait staff to accommodate out- outsized room service orders, 24-hour drive clean, marble reds and light cigarettes had a written list of instructions. Yeah, so they need cigarettes at all times. A written list of instructions playing how to operate every single electronic equipment in the room because they're old now. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, we couldn't bring our grandson on this one. (laughs) Where's that VCR? I got to record. They also require two smartly (laughs) dressed. I got my Nash Bridges recorded tonight. (laughs) Two smartly dressed, well-groomed hostesses to serve food in their catering room, as well as specific flower arrangements and a room set up for traveling snooker table. Well, they have a traveling snooker table. They're so fucking old. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. I don't even however, know how Charlie Watts, who passed away, says, I don't have a rider. I think they're really silly. I hate people around me except for their wives and daughters. <laughs> yeah. Stones still party. Oh, I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. You're the Stones. They're basically royalty. It's true. All right, I I, I think we fit, we established that we're bad. Yep. All right, uh, we're bad. Exactly what we found out from the first time, first day we started doing this. We're bad. Yeah, we're bad. We're bad. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Uh, <laughs> uh, we also talked about, uh, and I don't know if you've ever thought about this, Matt. What? We have a an audio recording of how shitty we were. Nine I know years none ago. of us are going to be presidents ever. <laughs> <laughs> every shitty opinion we've we, ever had is... We will never take office in anything we do. Yep. I don't know. I think I could make mayor. Well, I guess idiocracy. We're basically living that, so maybe well, we Well, so if we ran Republican, I think we could go pretty uh, far. Okay, okay, okay. 
because nothing matters over there. <laughs> fake news, guys. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. I never said that. No, we are fake news, though. Except for all the news stories that we read today. Those are hilarious and real. Grabbing pussies. Oh, she shot herself in the vagina. God, that's so <laughs> dumb. No, that there had to be some sort of thrill thing with it. It had to be. Or else maybe be like, here's $20,000. Make sure it's loaded and safety's off. Nope, 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 nope. No, I'm not doing that for $20,000. <laughs> I'm not putting a gun anywhere near my penis. Nope. <laughs> for no amount of money. Thinking about. Yeah, no, just those flaps just. <laughs> <laughs> Close out the show. All right, guys, if you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and just email at feedback at blinderstudios.com. If you have any complaints, go ahead and send those to chris at blinderstudios.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnessfears or follow us on Twitter at Ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. I'll, I'll check my email one of these days. <laughs> <laughs>